It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Washington football team, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hi, everybody. This is the Locked On Washington Football Team podcast. I'm your host, Chris Russell. A little bit late uh, as we reach midweek here. Coming up, Ron Rivera and Brandon Sheriff goes on IR. This season, get football on your time with NFL Game Pass. See all the action from every game with full game replays. You can also replay an entire game and catch all of the plays in just 40 Five minutes with condensed games. Go to NFL.com slash Game Pass to start your free trial today. NFL Game Pass, where football never stops. All right, guys, so we'll hear from head coach Ron Rivera from his Monday afternoon press conference uh, as we record this late Wednesday morning. That was the last time we got a chance to speak to him. We will hear from coordinators the rest of the week and maybe not Rivera unless there was something juicy that Rivera has to say. I don't want to burden you guys with too much Ron Rivera, even though he's the head coach. You got my point. Brandon Sheriff goes on IR. This is not a surprise. We talked about this on the last episode. He's going to miss a couple of weeks anyway. It gives you roster spot flexibility gives him, even if he was originally thinking two weeks, and I guess the timeline was three to five weeks, it gives him a little bit of extra time uh, that he can heal and recover and strengthen the knee and all that stuff uh, and get back in there. So hopefully, hopefully, he'll be close to 100% when he comes back. So he'll miss the three games coming up at Cleveland this Sunday, a game we'll be at. At Baltimore, I should say home for Baltimore and then home for Sean McVay and the Los Angeles Rams. And obviously we'll be at all of those games as well. Actually, we're going to be at pretty much every game for the next month and change or so. It's just the far road trips that I'm not going to be able to make. Uh, The games in New York, which follows the two home games, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, I'll be able to go to those games because they're drivable trips. I think other members of the media will as well. So um, what we have here is a situation where Sheriff is going to miss again at Cleveland, Baltimore, and home for the Rams. Um, There's no guarantee that he'll be able to return for that Giants game, but the IR flexibility allows you to obviously put him on that IR list. He's got to miss the minimum three games. Now, he'll have to be activated after that, and they'll have to do a roster switcheroo. Um, But that doesn't mean he's necessarily and automatically and definitively going to play that first game that he's eligible. He'll be activated, but then 
he could still be deactivated, if you will, on game day. So it's not a guarantee that he only misses three games, but it's a guarantee that he'll miss a minimum of the next three games. So that's how that works. Cam Sims was promoted from the practice squad to the 53. Now you might be asking, well, why? They've just been bringing him up on every Saturday the last two weeks. Well, my understanding is he's out of practice squad availability or eligibility in terms of the shuttling back and forth for free to the 53-man roster. Basically, what happens is, under the new modified rules, I think you get two opportunities to bring a guy up and put a guy back down onto the practice squad without having to expose them to waivers. And clearly, they don't want to expose Cam Sims to waivers because he's flying around on special teams. He did commit a big special teams penalty on Sunday to start the game, which cost them field position, but otherwise, he's been fantastic. Um... You know, and and he's always down there on every, you know, so he's important. And obviously they are challenged and then some at wide receivers. So you don't want to let a guy like that go, even though they did let him go essentially on waivers uh, at the cut down to 53. But they've been able to protect him the last two weeks. So, again, uh, that's that situation. Uh, so Sims is officially on the 53. Um and uh, and again, Brandon Sheriff on IR. We'll see about the guys that they worked out earlier this week to see if they bring in any of those guys. They do at least have one practice squad spot open, so I would imagine that they are looking for depth and that they'll sign somebody officially today or something like that. Um, coming up in this week, the remainder of this week, right here on this particular podcast, I'll talk to Jeff Lloyd, who is the host of Locked On Browns. We talked to him over the offseason when we did a little crossover, uh, and Jeff's always fun. He's always got a lot of opinions, and uh, he's got kind of a crazy style like myself. Uh, So we'll talk to Jeff on crossover Thursday. As well, like I mentioned, you'll hear from Jack Del Rio. You'll hear from Scott Turner uh, and some of the players involved in the mix. All right, so what we're going to do is take a timeout, and we're going to let you hear from Ron Rivera on Monday in two different segments. So we're going to have Ron Rivera, the head coach, uh, meeting with the media and reporters in the fallout after the Arizona game. I think there was some really good insight there that I want to pass along to you guys, but better to let you hear it directly uh, from the head coach, and then we'll go over some of it if time allows. This is the Locked on Washington football team podcast. I'm your host, Chris Russell. As always, you can email me, russellmania09 at gmail.com if you have any complaints, if you want to see something, uh, if you like me, if you don't like me, whatever you want to do just you know please listen and please keep downloading and all that good stuff all right this season guys get football on your time with nfl game pass you can watch every snap from every game with full game replays and see all of the games in just 45 minutes with condensed games you can relive all the gutsy calls the crazy catches the wild comebacks and the breakout stars from every game every week it's all the action all the football you can handle all in one place and nfl game pass is the only place you can replay every single game all season long. You'll also learn from the best players in the league with over 40 NFL Game Pass film session episodes. Go inside the game from a player's perspective as they break down the game's concepts and techniques. Learn from the best like Deshaun Watson, Stephon Gilmore, Devontae Adams, and many more. NFL Game Pass also provides access to the entire 
NFL Films Archive. Go to NFL.com slash Game Pass to start your free trial today, guys. NFL Game Pass, where football never stops. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, it is Chris Russell with you right here on the Locked on Washington football team podcast. Straight out to head coach Ron Rivera as he met with the media. We're going to do this in two different sections here. On Monday afternoon after a 30-15 to 15 disappointing performance in Arizona. Ron, hey, uh, I know you don't like to talk about injuries, but it is Brandon Sheriff. Yeah. Have you kind of got an update on him? Yeah, we got some good news on him. And so um, it's positive. Uh, you know, he's going to miss a few, uh, a couple of weeks or something like that. But it was all positive. So we'll uh, we'll go from there. I'll give you guys that... give you guys the full report on Wednesday. But just so you know, it was positive. Okay. Okay. Um, you, kind of think, uh, you had talked yesterday about challenging yourselves as coaches too. Uh, you mentioned it a couple times. What, what did you kind of mean by that? I mean, is there? Well, no. It's just you know we want to make sure that the things that we're doing are are, are right now um, enough for our guys to, to have success. I mean, are we asking them too much too early, too soon? I mean, in all honesty, no preseason games, okay? No OTAs in minicamp. You know, are we getting too too far ahead of ourselves sometimes? You know what I mean? I mean, you know, you, 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 somebody asked me the question the other day, how long it's going to take us to get the entire offense in? I said, you know, we probably won't get everything in until next year. You know, and it's kind of the same thing on defense. You, are we getting complicated? Are we asking too much of our guys already? And that's what we have to be careful of. We don't want to get ahead of ourselves thinking, oh, we got this, we got this. Hey, we can put this in now. So are we, are we, are we you know what I'm saying? I mean, we got to look at us too. It's not just all about the players. It's about the coaches. So I wanted to make sure everybody knew that. I'm not looking to blame anybody or throw anybody in the bus. I just want to make sure we as coaches are giving our players a chance to have success too. Thanks. Hey, Ron. Uh, it's Chris Russell here. Um, so, uh, you know, I, I guess the question moving forward would be, you know, with you admitting, you know, young team and kind of building this thing out, how hard will it be for this coaching staff to, to, to be patient and to allow guys to grow and to make those mistakes and realize that they're either young guys or, like you said, there was no offseason and no right. preseason games? How, how hard will that be, do you think? It'll be hard because you, you want to progress as a coaching staff. You want to say, oh, we can do this. We have the ability to do this. We need to do this to help win. You know what I'm saying? Instead of saying, hey, let's stick to what we've done, you know, what we went through training camp. Let's work on those things. Let's don't get so far ahead that now we can start saying, hey, these things we talked about doing later on, let's do it now. I mean, you want to have success and you want to go out there and put them in position to win, um, but you don't want to get ahead of yourself. And that's, that's really what my concern was. Hey, Ron, are there any specific situations or specific players that you really feel like or you've really noticed that you might be giving a little too much or trying to do too much that have stuck out in the first two weeks? Well, we're putting a lot on the quarterback. 
you know, I will say that, but, but he's, you know, he, he did some good things yesterday. He made some good decisions. You know, the, the last couple of drives he had, he really put it together, but you know, we've got to get him going sooner. We've got to put him in, you know, in, in, in better position to have success earlier too, as well. We all got to do our job. Um, you know, there, there are some guys that you do expect a lot. I mean, Troy Apke is another young man that we put out there and, you know, we put a lot on his shoulders and, and, and again, he's like Dwayne. He didn't play a lot his first year. You know, didn't, and, and he really only had one real good year in college. So these are guys that are developing and learning, and we do have a lot on their shoulders right now. And for Dwayne specifically, you mentioned last week how early on there wasn't a lot of touch and feel on the throws, but he picked it up later, being a yep. little more varied. Did you notice more of that same issue against Arizona? Yes. Yeah, we had a couple issues where we had really good matchups. We had, we had running backs on, on linebackers. Um, we had tight ends on safeties, and, and we missed those throws. Um, that's what you're looking for when you get those types of opportunities, be able to lay that ball right over the top of the shoulder, you know, to create those big plays. And, and, and we missed a couple of those. Now, he made some really good ones, some really good decisions. He threw a couple of nice ones. He hit Steven, uh, he hit, uh, he hit um, um, Steven Sims over the shoulder on, on, on a nice route up on the sideline. You know, so those are the things you're looking for. You're looking for more of those, though. Thank you. Yep. I don't think Sam's on, so John. Okay. Hey, Ron, kind of following along the theme with those running backs, um, McKissick and Gibson haven't been as involved catching the ball. Are you a little bit surprised it's developed that way and what kind of things can be done to maybe get them a few more, I guess, receptions? Well, you know, part of it is also quarterback decision-making as far as whether the ball is getting into the, to receivers, uh, the running back's hands or not. Um, and, and we had a specific protection plan that involved the running backs uh, this past week. So they spent a little bit of time in, in, in protection before they went into their routes. So they really were just check downs for the most part in certain circumstances. But I, I do agree with you because we saw how dynamic those guys are when we're handing the ball off to them and, and, and we ran the ball well. Um, and, and it does tell you if we can get the ball to them in their hands in space, they can be pretty good. And then with, you know, there's, there was a lot of talk about being patient with, you know, the situation you guys were in before the season. How hard is it to tell people that and to preach patience and then once you're getting in the middle of it to, to stick with that <laughs> mind? It's hard because you want to have success. I mean, we wanted to win that football game. We, we went there to win, and it was disappointing because we had opportunities. You know, we, we get the ball in the red zone, and, and, and we turn it over. We got them backed up, and they punt, and we turn it over. So, I mean, so when you see those things happen, that's the disappointment um, in it. Um, you know, we have a chance. We, we, we have a second and 12 and on defense, and then they, they make it into a third and four. You know, if we can keep them in those third and long situations, that's the consistency that we are lacking right now. We're not, we're not, we're not sustaining the success. Hey, Ron, I was just curious. I'm not sure if you guys have watched film just yet or that's still kind of ahead for you guys, but how do you guys feel like you can get second half Dwayne to show up in the first half and for a full game? Like, <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just curious, like, how do, how do you feel like you no, can draw that, that out? That's of a fair question because I just got done talking to Scotty Turner about that. And it, it's, it's, it's almost as if he, he's, he's so hyped that he goes through his progressions really quickly or – or he's trying to get the ball out of his hands sooner than he needs to. And you want him to be a little bit more patient um, because he'll, he, he's making good reads and he's making good decisions, but he's either going through it too quickly and not delivering a good ball early on. 
and then you you know you get a little bit of a um, hurry up situation with them, a little bit of angst going, and you see them connecting. You see it all kind of being put together. That's the guy I agree with you that we want to see when we start the game. And I don't know, it, it, it's a good question, and it's something Scotty and I were talking about. And you know, we're, we're, we'll continue to talk today. We've had an opportunity to watch the tape. We have an opportunity to watch the tape with the players yet. Um, you know, that's coming up pretty soon. Okay, and then the second question is kind of in line with the running game. It got started. J.D. McKissick, I noticed him, like, having a lot of success in between the tackles. Um, Antonio Gibson as well, too. How do you guys draw up the running game a little bit sooner as well, too, so that maybe there's a little bit less pressure on Dwayne? Well, agree. And, and, and unfortunately, what happened, though, too, was when we had some success, we went to the play action, and unfortunately, those two play action plays resulted in negative plays for us on the offensive side. So we've got to put that part of the game together because when we are running successfully, our play action game should be much better. Thank you, Ron. Yep. Ron, when you talk to the players, um, you said you watched the, the tape with the coaches. How, I guess, easy or is, is it that the turnover seems to be a big – were a big problem yesterday. So how much of that is it – okay, guys, if we just don't turn the ball over, we're going to have so much more of a chance for success. Obviously, I'm sure there's a lot of things that you guys are going to look at, but, um, you know, to emphasize that maybe as a whole things weren't too bad, but those turnovers really made such a big difference. Yeah, they are. I mean, you can sit there and, you know, and, and you, can, you, can, you can shape it how you want, and you're right. Oh, we don't turn the ball over. We have an opportunity. I mean, there, there are three instances that happened in the first half that were really, truly disappointing. One was the turnover in the red zone. One was the turnover in the punt. And one was getting knocked out of field goal range um, on, a, on a sack that we allowed. Those three things, really, you sit there and say, okay, at worst you got nine points going into the half. You're down, what, 20 to nine. Um, at best, you score one touchdown and it's 13. You score two touchdowns. I mean, so you can do that, but it, you really are what you are. You know, and, 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 and 30 to 15 tells you you're the loser because of these things. And that's what we got to get across to the guys and just how important and significant it is. You know, there's a stat that says you only get to the red zone on the average a little less than three times a game. Okay, so if you're only getting there three times a game, you've got to put touchdowns on the board at least twice of those three times. And we had opportunities early and we didn't do it. That's disappointing because it, cha- it shapes the game. It cha- shapes how you look at things when you come out in the second half. And we've got to make sure that we take advantage of the opportunity to score when we're, when we're in the red zone. All right, that is the first part of Ron Rivera, and obviously he addressed the Brandon Sheriff situation and the news on that front. Now, as we told you about in our opening uh, segment today, since that point, Sheriff has been put on IR with Cam Sims promoted uh, to the 53, and also about patience, and that was the question that I asked uh, the head coach, just, you know, from the standpoint of you know, you want to see development, you want to win games, but you also have to be patient. And you have to, you know, he's talked about a young team, and he's talked about building this thing right. It's really hard to strike that balance. That's why I don't think Dwayne Haskins is going anywhere uh, in terms of being benched, uh, because Ron wouldn't, you know, he would be not a man of his message, quite honestly, if they yanked Dwayne Haskins early this season, um, you know, as some have kind of pointed out and some have asked I've even been asked about it uh, on the radio so just be careful about what you wish for I mean no preseason games no OTAs no mini camp um, 
you know, new offense, second-year quarterback, ninth start. He's not going any, or he shouldn't go anywhere. I, I, I'd be stunned if Dwayne Haskins goes anywhere anytime soon. He'd have to be really, really, really bad. And he hasn't been good, make no mistake about it. But he'd have to be really, really bad. And I mean really bad, I think, for Dwayne Haskins to be pulled anytime soon. I could be wrong on that, but that's my my, my thoughts. All right, coming up next, the rest of head coach Ron Rivera right here on the Locked on Washington football team podcast. Good to have you with us. All right, guys, invest in your intuition. Use the promo code Locked On and double your first deposit. New players get up to $1,000 in free play designed to add more excitement to the sports you love and the games you bet. Your winning season begins today. Where? At my bookie. That's right, my bookie. Go check them out right here on the Locked On Washington Football Team podcast. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. All right, it is Chris Russell with you right here on the Locked On Washington Football Team podcast. We finish up with the head coach of the Washington football team, Ron Rivera, who details some of his odyssey back and forth to Arizona. Hey, Ron, Scott Abraham, ABC7. How are, how are you holding up health-wise? Obviously, two cross-country flights in a 48-hour period, probably not a lot of sleep. Uh, don't know if you had treatment this morning, but uh, how are you holding up overall? I'm holding up well. I am. You know, um, I was able to – I didn't travel with the team on Friday. I traveled Saturday. Um, and then I flew back separate. I flew back private um, to get back early. I do have treatment today. I'm actually headed uh, – as soon as I'm done here, I'm headed to, to, to my treatments. But I'm doing well. Um, you know, yesterday wasn't as hot. Uh, I was able to, you know, hydrate on the sidelines, um, drank a lot of water, drank a lot of Gatorade. So I didn't get an IV at halftime. Uh, and, and after the game, I did the same thing. I, I had drank a lot of water and, and Gatorade, so uh, it's helping me. So I, I, I made it out pretty good. I will see my doctor today, so who knows? He might, you know, he might, uh, he might have something else for me. And a quick follow-up, Ron. Obviously, you know your body better than everybody. Are you getting into a routine, in a sense, knowing yes. these last couple of weeks, what works for you, what doesn't work? Can you kind of give more detail into that? Yeah, I am. I, I've kind of learned and understood – you know how it goes. I, I, I take a I take a break early uh, in the morning at some point, and then I take a break after practice some point, just about 30 minutes to just kind of you know rest and close my eyes, uh, and and then come out of it and make sure I'm I'm hydrating and again following up with Gatorade and and stuff like that. Take three more guys. Hey Ron, just kind of following up on it again. Just are you flying private just to limit kind of your exposure to everyone else, or what was kind of the the thinking about that? It's both, but the private part of it is really more so the reason is, you know, the doctors felt if, if I didn't go, if I didn't have to spend two days, you know, in Arizona, to be better off for me. So that was one thing. Plus I had gotten a treatment that morning too. So I was, I was a little bit out of it. Yeah. Um, and then flying private on the way home, you know, I was able to, 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 to lay back. They, they had set up a, a place for me to lay down and I actually slept the whole way back. So uh, I was fortunate on that. 
And then when Dwayne misses high, there are a couple throws, I think one in the back of the end zone to Logan Thomas. Just what are you seeing are the issues? He on, speeds on- up. He speeds up. He gets so fired. He sees it so quickly. He speeds up, and he, and, and he doesn't go through his normal, you know, plant and drive into it. He's, he, he's so quick. He, he's got his weight back a little bit, and he just lets it go as opposed to, hey, I'm there, I'm tall, and I can drive step. He doesn't because he gets so – he does. He sees it. It's there. I got it. And then, bam, he's a little bit high. You know, again, maintain your composure, go through your motion, and deliver a good ball. And you see that as he gets comfortable and more comfortable in the second half. But early on, it cost him on a couple of throws. I mean, again, he made good decisions. It's just a matter of delivering the ball where it needs to be. Hey, Ron, uh, Ben Standig with The Athletic. Um, I wanted to circle back to your comments about why you didn't call the timeouts at the end of the game, yeah. looking to for, for player to, to sort of player health and kind of focus on that. I don't know if I've heard a coach be that candid about that response. I'm just curious, is this something you have done previously or did no, the, fa- the it, fact – Ben, I've done it in the past, and, 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 and I tell people this all the time. You know, um, I make the decisions that I think are best for the team based on what I'm getting, the information, what I'm seeing, how the game's progressing, what's happening on the sideline. And, you know, we had just lost, you know, one of our best players. And so I'm concerned about that. So now we go into a situation like that, that's the decision I made. You know, it just it reminds me of what Ernest Hemingway said. You know, there's those that will go in the ring and fight the bulls, and there's those that will write about it. And because I'm in the middle of it, I'll make those decisions. Gotcha. And just I was going to ask, because obviously we have no preseason games, and yesterday there were so many injuries around see, the league even before. See, Ben, that's, that's a great point right there, because one of the questions I'm going to ask, I'm, I'm trying to find out is, in the preseason, where's the spike in injuries? Is it preseason game two or is preseason game three? Because think about this. We've gone all through training camp and we, hit, we didn't play any preseason games. So we're asking these players to go from zero to 60, you know, to play at such a high intense level so quickly. We were fortunate last week there wasn't a lot of injuries. This week there was. So is, is there a concern that that's what's going to happen because we haven't had these guys playing at such a high level? So I, I just – you know, again, for me personally, yesterday, my thought process, getting where we were, I was not going to put anybody's health on my football teams, uh, uh, um, you know, out there. I, I wanted to make sure we, hey, it was, you know, it was tough losing Brandon. Um, like I said, there was some positive news on it. We're, we're very fortunate. He's very fortunate and very happy for him. Last one. Hey, Ron, this is Darren Haynes from WSA 9. Um, as like a former defensive player from you playing your game, um, when you see that your, your defense recorded 11 sacks, it's like the most through the first two games in like 34 years. Uh, how would you describe how pleased you are and how well your defense is playing getting to the quarterback wise? Well, I'm very happy about that. But yesterday was a little bit of a disappointment because we took a step backwards. And, you know, I talked to Jack and, and Jack and I are disappointed because for whatever reason, we played tentative. We didn't play with the same aggressive nature we had the first game. And I know a lot of it had to do with the quarterback. I mean, Kyler Murray's a special talent. He has the ability to create. And that sometimes get guys tentative. And then you look at who he matched up on the outside with Hop and, 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 and Fitz. I mean, you're talking about two guys that, you know, you know for sure Fitz has got a chance to be a Hall of Famer. And, 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 and you know Hop has too. So you're talking about two quality players. Um, so sometimes that, that, that gets to you a little bit. But – we have a ways to go to get better, to be better as a football team. Uh, am I, am I fired up? Yeah, I am, but I am a little disappointed in the way we played. And again, like I said, we got to look at how we, you know, how we call the games as coaches as well.
Thanks, Coach. Thank you, guys. And that's going to do it for us right here on this episode of the Locked on Washington football team podcast coming up on the next episode. We'll have crossover Thursday with my pal Jeff Lloyd from Locked on Browns. And you'll get to hear still before the week is out from Jack Del Rio uh, and a little bit from Scott Turner uh, and a couple of players as well if we can fit it all in. Still lots of content to come right here on LOWFT. Thanks for being with us. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.